Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today's episode is the 100th official episode of the Seven Figure Box Show. And I wanted to do something a little bit different, a little bit special with this episode, um, partially because my wife tells me that I need to do something different and special for this episode um, because it's the 100th one. And then partially because honestly, I've been struggling to come up with topics that I think are relevant um, and appropriate for this time. Um, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic, I think there's a lot of topics that I would like to talk about that are probably um, not appropriate this time, not something you guys can really work on or take action on at this time. And I think a lot of the business consultants out there, the people that I follow, like Chris Thorndike and Sean Pastuch and Chris Cooper and a lot of these other people are all already doing a really good job of giving you guys actionable information that you can um, you know, add to your business or use to pivot your business to more of this online realm. So I don't really feel the need to rehash any of that stuff. Um, and you know, the purpose, one of the purposes of this podcast is to be a little bit different. I don't wanna just rehash the same stuff over and over again. So I wanna give you guys more of just an honest look of where I'm at today. Um, this is gonna be kind of a mishmash episode where I'm just kind of almost like thinking out loud with you guys, brainstorming with you guys of some of the things that I'm thinking about, pondering right now, journaling on right now, and um, hopefully giving you guys, as always, something actionable that you can think about, journal on, or work on at this moment um, that's gonna give you guys a little different look or perspective on your business. And the topic of this episode, this being the last episode, was not just a clickbait title there. Um, it's something that I was honestly contemplating is, do I want this to be the last episode of the Seven Figure Box Show? And not because it's the 100th episode and it's a specific milestone, but what I'm looking at right now in all areas of my life is taking these sacred cows, these things that I've held to be true in my life, and putting them up in a mirror in front of myself and saying, okay, is this something that I want to continue doing? I need to continue doing? Is it moving me towards my long-term goals? And I want you guys to take this time to do that with your life, you know? And that's, there's a lot of ways to look at that. It could be um, like asking questions of yourself of, am I being the person that I want to be? And there are the things that I'm working on each day moving me towards the person that I want to be or the ultimate vision that I have for myself or some of these lifelong goals that I have for myself. Um, one of the things that's definitely become more prevalent for me right now is this just whole idea of mortality. Um, not that I'm super fearful of my own life in this coronavirus situation, but I definitely think that when you look at the numbers and you, you look at you know potentially someone that you know really well or yourself or a family member passing away, it definitely starts to get you thinking about your own mortality. And when I think about that and think about how life, short life really is, right? Even if you get your full 80, 90, 100, 110, 120 years, whatever you think you're going to live, even if you get that, life is really short in the grand scheme of it. And are you maximizing each and every day that you have on this, this planet to do those things? And you know, when I looked at the Seven Figure Box show, um, and, and all the things that I'm, I'm these, all these sacred cows that I've held true for the last year, two years, three years in my life, seven years with the gym, are those things still moving me forward to that? And with the podcast, 
I had to really look at, you know what, what if I did give it up? What if I did just focus on the gym? What if I just spent all my time and energy on CrossFit Palm Beach and making that great? And I don't spend a ton of time on seven figure box, but what if I took all that time and I just put it 100% into our gym and making that great? 100% in our team and making that great? What if I use that extra time for personal development and exploring ideas outside of fitness that I'm passionate about because I have passions, you know, outside of fitness, outside of nutrition, outside of just the health field that I, I want to have an impact on. And one of the realizations that I had is that I've become very good over the last few years, especially about being very process focused, right? So when you're process focused, you don't really think too much about the goal and the long-term vision. You just start thinking about what are the actions I need to take daily to get me there. And that can be very beneficial, especially when so many people in this world are not process focused. People get these very big grand ideas and then they don't take any action to get there. It can be very effective to be very process focused, right? So when I think about this podcast, it was, I wanna record one episode every single week for a year and see how that goes. And now I'm coming up on two years for every single week for two years. And that process has allowed me to continue to follow through despite having tough times, despite not wanting to record some weeks, despite feeling like you know I was having writer's block of coming up with ideas, despite moments like now where I have this coronavirus situation and um, you know I'm not sure exactly what to talk about in these episodes, but it forces me to get something out there. It forces me to create rather than consume. And I think that's really important to have these process-oriented goals. But what happens is when you get really good at being process-focused, sometimes you don't take a step back enough to say, well, where do I ultimately wanna go? Am I, is this actually feeding into the person I wanna become? And that's what I want you guys to look at right now. And that, that could be personal level, that could be business level, that could be your role as a coach within your business. But look at all the things, all the assumptions that you hold to be true right now and put them on the table, right? Or you could think about it this way, as a gym, if you had the ability to start fresh today, right? Your gym burned down in a fire, but you had you know, essentially that money that you would need to start back to where you were, you had that money, to, the ability to start from scratch. What would you do? What would you create? How different would your gym look today with all the knowledge that you know if you had the ability to start from scratch, right? What equipment would you buy? What classes would you offer? What things would you delegate first? What roles would you never take on right from day one if you had the ability to decide it? You know, Or another exercise you guys can do is if you're someone who still coaches and programs a lot, what if you were not able to coach another class for the next year? What if you were not able to have any say in programming for the next year? what would you need to spend what would you need to do to make sure that your class experience and your your programming is as good or better than before without you spending any time actually in the nuts and bolts of that thing or where would you take all that extra time that you spend on coaching classes and programming how could you actually spend that in a way that's more impactful for the business that's more effective for your time how could you spend it in a way that would actually be more exciting for you? How could you spend that in a way that those that time would fill you up even more than it does today, assuming that those hours do fill you up today? So I wanna circle back to the seven figure box show because I touched on that, but I didn't really round out this idea. And 
as I thought about this being my last episode, I was I was perfectly fine going in that direction. I think when you guys weigh stuff in your life, you need to let it sink in and embrace it as if it's if it's true. Okay, this is my last episode. I'm moving forward without it. Oh man, I have all this extra time each week. I have all this extra energy that I could put elsewhere, right? Start to really embrace that feeling. Get excited about it. Like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. I just gained all this time and attention back into my life and that sounds really nice like i love having that extra time and attention that i could put into my business put into my family Um, that sounds great but then the flip side is as i started to think about it more it was like okay well why did i start the show in the first place what did i hope to get out of it what have i already gotten out of the show and i thought of like a few things that were really key that make me want to keep going with this show number one is the networking side of it Um, a podcast is really cool because it's almost as if you can you have an excuse to take an hour of someone's time that you really admire respect and ask them all the questions that you want to ask them and then to have listeners be a fly on the wall in that conversation so when i think about all the relationships that i have today and people that i would consider friends today that i didn't have prior to the podcast um, it's really cool to look back on that and i want to continue to grow that network Um, i want to continue to grow those relationships and the podcast is one element that allows me to do that really well and for the amount of time commitment relative to the value i get from that relationship and networking side it's it's crazy the amount of value that's there you know secondly is the value that i can provide to others you know i don't get a ton of messages but the the few random messages that i do get from people like you out there that tell me how much you're enjoying the show or Tell much. Tell tell me. You know the things I love the most is tell me something you implemented that went really well that had a great result. You know people tell me about the committed club or they tell me about bingo or they tell me about these other initiatives that they put in place and how it was a home run for their business and that's the stuff that really keeps me going. And another one of those big intrinsic pieces for me is the ability to expedite my own learning through teaching others. And you know, I've mentioned this idea of creating is better than consuming. You guys have heard that before. You want to create. If you want to learn, it's gonna come through creation more than it is through consumption. Consumption is, is step one, but consumption is very passive. When you create something and you're forced to teach that idea to others, it just forces you to know something so much better. So generally when I approach a topic each week, there's a certain amount of research that I have to do each week, even if it's something like this, this is a very personal topic, it still forces me to research certain things and I like that aspect. I like how it forces me to step out of my comfort zone and to know things a little bit better because I have to teach them to others. Um, And then the final reason I started this podcast was to develop my own communication skills and to be able to hear that um, through video and audio and to be able to try to improve that and improve the number of times that I say, you know, um and uh, and to improve my cadence and my voice. And I think that has improved over the last two years of doing this podcast. It certainly helps that I coach classes and I'm communicating to our team all the time, but I don't want to lose that element as well, which is that ability to refine my communication, you know, but I think when I look at this as a whole, I'd say that probably the biggest reason I'm sticking with the podcast moving forward is that networking side. And the exciting part about that for me is that, oh wait, I need to get more guests on the show. It's something I've gotten away from 
a lot lately is having guests on the show and I realize how much I enjoy that aspect of it. So as I move forward from today, I'm like, okay, who are the guests that I really wanna talk to? Who are the guests that I'm excited to learn from and how can I get more of those people on the show? Another big eye-opening experience for me recently was realizing that I don't want to be a business consultant. So through the Seven Figure Box show, as I built up an audience, I had people reaching out that wanted to do business coaching. Through the Rockstar Coaching course and doing some of those initial onboarding calls, I realized that I was starting to blur the lines between onboarding for the Rockstar Coaching course and actually um, you know, helping people with their business the way a business consultant would. And I was starting to get a lot more broad in those conversations instead of just looking at how can I help this person, you know, run better meetings and develop their team better. And I started to go into business consulting of creating offers for people, creating a, a working relationship with people where we would talk every two weeks. Um, they'd pay me on a monthly basis and we would do more traditional business consulting. And I realized through a couple months of that, that that wasn't the right fit for me. I realized that I was, end up, I was ending up getting a lot more frustrated with people um, than I was getting fulfilled working with those people. Um, because I have this, as an entrepreneur, I have this idea of the way the business should look like. And when people didn't have either that same work ethic and execution, or people had a different view of how things should look, I felt very handicapped in how I could help that person. And I look at the people out there, like the people I mentioned, Sean and Chris, uh, both Chris's, Cooper and Thorndike, and how good they are at what they do. And I look at this situation today with the coronavirus and I don't envy them at all. I, have, I, I don't wanna be a business consultant in this situation where I'm having to help people save their businesses and having to scramble to create solutions for them to continue to find new clients and to save money and do all that. Um, it just isn't a good fit for me. And I think that through this time and this process, really what I'm encouraging and asking you guys to do is start to build some self-awareness, right? Start to take some steps back, start to ask some of those tougher questions and start to actually try to answer those tough questions, right? Journal about them, think about them, write some ideas down and think about what this thing could look like moving forward. And for a lot of you guys, it's going to be taking it back to your gyms, right? If you could start from scratch today, what would this thing look like? You know, what would your team look like if you could start from zero and move forward? Would you even keep anybody that is currently on your team? You know, or who would you keep? Who would you get rid of? Uh, again, what equipment would you buy? One of the things we, we were looking at this morning, my brother and I is like, we're having, we're having uh, trouble figuring out, we're doing a bunch of rearranging in the gym, we're having trouble figuring out where is the best place to store our sleds. We have these rogue dog sleds that are awesome, but they take up so much room in terms of storage, and they're just kind of pain in the ass in that regard. And it's like, okay, well, what if, instead of trying to figure out where to store these things, what if we just sold them and didn't have them anymore? Like, what if we just use, we have these little, um, the smaller, flatter drag sleds. Like what if we just found a way to use those instead of the dog sleds for everything that we wanna do that's related to sleds? Or what if we just didn't program sleds altogether moving forward? Like, you know, the same thing's true with D-balls. Like we break a lot of D-balls at our gym and they're expensive. They're expensive to replace. And it's like, what if you just did not program that movement anymore? What if you just got rid of those completely? Would that make your life easier? Would that make your programming easier? Or would it force you to be more creative with the things you do have 
that you actually are able to create more variety in your programming, create more effective results. So these are all assumptions that I want you guys to put on the table right now. And again, figure out where you would wanna be if you had the ability from, to start from scratch today because some of you guys are going to have that. We don't know how much longer that we're closed and a lot of people have lost the routines. They've lost um, you know, the, the sense of what that what specifically the gym meant to them, right? The gym might still give them a certain feeling, but the nuts and bolts of how you run things could be up for grabs right now. People aren't so ingrained in that day-to-day -day that now's a chance to make those changes. Another one for us is, is rebranding. Um, we've thought about rebranding our gym for a while. We still like CrossFit a lot. Um, we don't love the fact that we get bunched into, you know, what other CrossFit gyms are doing. So, um, you know, a lot of times we hear from drop-ins that, wow, you're the best CrossFit gym I've ever been to. And at first that was really encouraging for us. And at first that was something that we got kind of excited to hear. It was very rewarding for us. And then over time, when we heard that more and more and more, it was like, okay, well, we still have a lot of things that we feel we could do a ton better, but we don't wanna just let ourselves settle for being the best CrossFit gym. We wanna figure out how can we be the best gym in the entire world and what would it take to get there? And we also wanna be able to create our own identity. We don't want people to just hear the word CrossFit. And a lot of people are sort of telling us who we are instead of letting us or, or us having that responsibility to create who we wanna be. And the more and more we've been in this thing and the more and more we learn, the more and more we realize you know, where there might be deficiencies in CrossFit and the methodologies and where we think we can make this thing better, we think that you know, through time, CrossFit and, and, and the CrossFit name is gonna to continue to become more of a liability for us than it is gonna be an asset. I still think it is an asset for us. I, think, I still think that it has more value than it does take away. Um, but within that, we, we know we can still be a CrossFit gym with a brand that might sit over the top of that that is more true to us. And that's really what we're looking at moving forward is having a brand um, that would be more true to us that we can evolve over time and eventually give us the option to, to continue with CrossFit or drop CrossFit. And we're putting the time and energy right now into that. We're putting the time and energy to say, who do we wanna be moving forward? And I want you guys to do that too. I want you guys to, um, again, look at your class schedule. I want you to look at your onboarding process, right? Like, you know, do you just let people come into class now? Do you actually want to sit down with each person one-on-one -on -one and do a no sweat intro with them? If you had a billionaire that walked into your facility tomorrow, you know, money is not an issue for this person. Time might be an issue for this person, but money is not an issue. This person has 50 pounds to lose. What would be the ideal program that you would build out for this person, right? Money's not an issue. And what would that program look like if they were able to give you five hours of their time per week, 10 hours of their time per week, 15 hours of their time per week, right? If you have the ability to create the perfect program for this person, what would that look like with all these different time allowances that they're willing to give you? What would this look like if that person wanted you to take on their nutrition and they wanted you to do lifestyle coaching and they wanted you to get into mindset coaching as well? Like what, it, what would it look like if that person had a broader scope just outside of exercise? What if they had all these injuries, right? They had previous back issues or ankle issues. Like what would that program look like? And I want you guys to start building out this perfect program where money isn't an issue 
because chances are that's gonna tell you guys something about how you want to run your gyms moving forward where money probably is still an issue with a lot of your people. But as owners, we tend to project our own money beliefs on other people. And a lot of times if we approach things from what is that perfect program to get someone to their solution, then a lot of times money doesn't become an issue for either side because a lot of times it's still very affordable in the grand scheme of things. It might be more, way more expensive than what you're charging today. But in terms of the value, the life-changing value you're providing, it's still probably pretty affordable for what that person gets in return. And when you phrase stuff in the way of people's actual problem and solutions, then they're willing to pay a lot more for those things. So that's one way that you guys can start to think about what your gym may look like moving forward. And you know, we have an interesting perspective at our gym because one of our coaches um, used to work at Iron Tribe, actually two of our coaches did a couple, and we talk about that all the time of how Iron Tribe has set up their gym. If you guys don't know Iron Tribe, it's very similar to CrossFit. They just basically created a franchise that is not a CrossFit gym, but looks very similar to CrossFit. And their memberships at Iron Tribe start at like mid 300s a month. I think their lowest membership when um, our coach was working there was like 320 a month. And every membership was a hybrid membership that included nutrition coaching and lifestyle coaching and like one in-person meeting per month with your coach. And a lot of those members that paid that didn't even take advantage of that. A lot of people didn't even use their in-person a month. So they were basically paying 300 bucks a month for just basic group classes like a lot of us offer at our gyms. But you know, for us, we wanna do a lot more than that. We wanna make keep people accountable to their goals and we wanna keep them accountable to the actual outcomes that they've walked in with. And you know, it's just cool to look at gyms out there like an Iron Tribe that have set it up in a way where they have this very high value price point and then they're able to deliver on that. Um, and, and a lot of you guys haven't really thought about your gyms in this way of, you know, what is the ideal solution that I actually really wanna provide? Who is the ideal person that I really wanna help? And then if money wasn't an issue, what would I build out or offer to that person to get them there, right? Now, what would I have to then charge to make that thing worth, worthwhile, right? What would I then have to charge? And once you think about it from that perspective, you're gonna get a whole lot of different answers. So I really hope this 100th episode was useful to you guys in some way, shape, or form. I know the last 100 episodes for me have, have really had a dramatic impact on my life and my business and i'm super grateful that there are people out there like you that do listen to the podcast and um, have sent me feedback and stuff like that so feel free to keep that feedback coming feel free to let me know what you guys want more of what do you enjoy most about the show um, shoot me an email at andrew at crossfitpalmbeach.com and thanks again for listening mm-hmm.